You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back. It's a joy coming into your home week after week, and we are truly blessed that you have decided to join us one more time. In the book of Psalms 119 verse 103, it says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your words, I gain understanding. This is so true because if you and I need understanding, we can always find it in the word of God. And if you're looking for something sweet tonight, we have the word of God coming up in a short while. Well, this indeed is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it because our God is an awesome God, a God of might and a God of love, a God that who loves us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross of Calvary to redeem us from our sins. So my friends, we would love for you to call a neighbor or call a friend and ask them to join us on the air right now and enjoy the blessings of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are really excited to be with you one more time. And I tell you, man, God has truly been good to all of us. You know what the Bible says? It is because of the Lord's mercies. That's why we are not consumed. Great is God's faithfulness. Well, Tonight, we would like to go to the Gospel of John. I'd like to read verses 1 through 7. So if you have your Bible or your phone or whatever you might have, we would like for you to follow as we read the word of the Lord. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Glory to our God. Today I'd like to talk to you on the subject, fruitful or unfruitful, which one are you? Fruitful or unfruitful, which one are you? The uniqueness of the Christian experience is a result that comes from the union of Christ and the believers. Now, this is expressed in Scripture as Christ being in the believer, which is the hope of glory. 
and the believer in Christ. For it says in the scripture, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. You are a new creature. Jesus explains the divine human relationships by the analogy of a grapevine. Jesus is like the main vine because he said, I am the vine. You are the branches. Now the disciples, the Christians are compared to the branches and the father tends the branches like a gardener does his garden. Now, every word in this chapter is packed with Holy Ghost power. But I am concerned about the branches today. In verse 2, he talks about the branch that becomes useless. It is quite possible, my friends, for the branch to become useless. It is quite possible for some of us to become useless because we allow the, the cares of this life to plague our lives and as a result, we become useless. Useless because it bears no fruit. So that branch, the Bible says, he takes away like he did the fig tree in the book of Matthew chapter 21. He told the church, that's Jesus, at Ephesus in Revelations chapter 2, that they should go back to do what they ought to do or else he will, watch this, remove their candlestick. It's in line with what I was just telling you about the branch that becomes useless. But then he talks about the branch that bears fruit. Now watch this now. The Bible says he takes it in the palm of his hand and he looks at it and said to himself, I can work with this branch and and readily make something out of it, my friends. God can take you and mold you. He can take me and mold me and make me over again. He can put us on the grinding meal and grind out from us the things that are hindering us from moving forward and make something out of us. So he purged it, the Bible says. Now the word purge, derives from the Greek word kathario, which means to cleanse or to prune. The scripture says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what the Greek word is saying, that he cleanses us, he, he prunes us, he Urges us. That's what the word is saying. So he removes all the dead leaves, so to speak, in our lives. He cuts all the weak spots in our lives, so to speak. He grooms that branch and he sends the Holy Ghost to empower that branch. As a result, it bears more fruit. Glory to God. Because you see, my friends, when God grooms you, and when God prunes you and, and when he removes all that dead spot in our lives and the, then the Holy Ghost comes in and empowers us, we have no choice but to bear more fruits. And that's powerful. That's a wonderful thing. So let us look at the method 
that God used to do the purging. Let's look at the method that he's using to do the purging. It's not by what somebody reads somewhere. It's not by hearsay. No, that's not how God works. But the Bible says he uses his word. In Psalms 119 and verse 9, he said that a man can cleanse his ways. Watch this now. By taking heed thereto according to his words. Wherefore shall a man cleanse his ways? It is by taking heed thereto according to the word of the Lord. So the key in this verse is taking heed. Oh, my friends, you know, we ought to take heed. The Bible says we must give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard, lest at any time we should let them sleep, my friends. The key phrase in the verse is taking heed, for one can read, and one can study, and one can meditate, and still fail to take heed. So it is important for us when we read the Word of God, when we study the Word of God, when we ponder on the Word of God, that we take heed to what we are studying, what we are pondering upon, what we are meditating upon. So it says, Wherefore shall a man cleanse his ways? It is by taking heed thereto according to the word of the Lord. You see, my friends, everything around us is going to falter and fail. Uh -huh. Everything is going to falter and fail. But the word of the Lord is going to stand forever. I love to quote what Isaiah said when he said that the grass will wither away, the flowers thereof will fade away, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. Glory to God. The Bible stands even though the hills around us tumble. The Bible will stand even though the earth crumbles. My friends, that's the word of the Lord. It will stand forever. So when David sinned in Psalms 51, he told God, watch this, to purge him with hyssop and he will be clean. So David knew exactly that God is able, God can purge him and God can restore him and God can make him over again today. But in verse 3 of our text, it says, Now ye are clean. Watch this now. Now you are clean through the word. Now you are ready to bear fruits because you are purged, because you are pruned. And now the power of the anointing can rest upon you because you are purged. Because you are pruned, you are, you are cleansed. And now the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the anointing of God can rest upon us. And we can go ahead and start bearing fruits. Glory to our God. So the question then is, what kind of fruit will you bear? What kind of fruit will you bear? You know, uh, all of us bear some kind of fruit. But I came to tell you what the scripture says in Galatians 5, 16 through 23. 
The word fruit is significant for many reasons. Watch this. It means the result or the product, the outcome of the effect produced by the Spirit in the believer's life. That's the word. That's why it is important for us to stay in the word of the Lord. That's why it is important for us to read that word and study it every day so we can grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the fruit produced in the believer's life should be, watch it, number one, love. Love is defined as the willing, sacrificial giving of oneself for the benefit of another without the thought of return. Man, I need to, I need to say that one more time. I need to define that to you one more time because we have the wrong concept of what love is. We think, well, love is, man, listen, if you scratch my back, I will scratch your back. That's what we think it is. But the definition is not so. It says, love is defined as the willing, sacrificial giving of oneself for the benefit of another without the thought of return. That's true love. That's what Christians ought to do. You know, I'm not doing something for you because I want something from you. I ought to do it and I'm not expecting anything in return. God will reward me in his own way. God will reward me in his own time. God will reward me accordingly. So I'm not doing it so I can get something from you in return. In 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 4, it says, Let all your things be done with charity. Let all your things be done with charity. And charity is love. So everything that we do ought to be done in love. If I am helping you, I've got to do it in love, my friends. Oh man, you know, if everybody would love the Lord and would love one another, this world would be a better place for all of us to live in. In 1 Corinthians 13, which is a great chapter, it talks all about love. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, it says I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. That's what the scripture says. And he says, and even though I have the gift of prophecy, and even if I understand all mystery and all knowledge, and even though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, uh, but if I do not have love, man, I still have nothing. So in talking about the kind of fruit that we must bear, we talk about love. Now let's look at joy. Joy is gladness of heart. If Jesus is in you, then my friends, you ought to be a happy person. You ought to have gladness of heart because Jesus is in you. You know, I have a problem with people who claim to be Christians, but every time you see them, once you look at them, it disturbs your own spirit. But if you have Jesus in you, you ought to have joy. You ought to have gladness of heart. 
You are to be happy at all times, whether you have or you do not have. Because Paul says, in whatsoever state I am man, I have learned to be contented. It doesn't matter whether I have plenty or I do not have any at all. I am still happy because greater is he that is in me. God is in me. And if God is in me, I've got to be a happy person. And so the kind of fruit that we must bear is peace. Now we recently we talk about peace in, in our Thursday night broadcast. Peace is tranquility of mind, freeing one from worry, freeing one from fear. Oh, so many are worrying today. So many are fearful. If we fear of everything, whether it's going to be rainy tomorrow or it's going to be a bright day, we are afraid of what the future is going to hold. My friends, we need to have the peace of God that passes all understanding. If we have peace with God, then you need not worry because He holds your tomorrow in the palm of His hands. Then the kind of fruit that we must bear is long-suffering. Long-suffering is patience with others. The opposite of a short temper. You know some people, they have short temper. Before you can say good morning, they're ready to fly in your face. But uh, as a child of God, you want to be patient with others, man. You do not know what people are going through. Sometimes they have their family problems. They have their own personal problems. And at the time you approach them, might just be the wrong time. And so they get an attitude. You do not always have to be upset because sometimes you have to pray for them instead. Then we have to have gentleness, which is kindness. The Bible tells us that we must be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake have forgiven you. Every Christian ought to be a kind person. We must be kind, whether it is to the white, to the black, it doesn't matter. The Bible just simply tells us we must be kind one to another. That's good fruit for us to bear. Goodness is another fruit, is generosity. Faith is another fruit, that's dependability. Um, and we need to have faith in this day and in this time, my friends. The Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible for us to please God. Because he that cometh to God, he must believe that God is. And that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Oh, we must have faith in God. It is important for us to have our full confidence in a true and a living God. Meekness is another fruit. Meekness is gentleness that is courtesy and consideration in one's relations with others. We have to be nice with one another. That's what we're talking about earlier. And temperance is the ability to control one's passion and loss. We ought to be fruit-bearing Christians. Every believer ought to be a fruit-bearing Christian because if you are not bearing fruit, uh, my friends, I am here to tell you, you are useless. We got to get busy staying in the Word so we can know the direction that the Spirit of God wants us to go so we can bear fruits, my friends, for the honor and glory of our God. God bless you today. Praise be to God. This is something we need to ponder on. Are you fruitful or 
are you unfruitful? What type of fruit are you bearing? Only you can answer that question. Just ask the Lord to search your heart today. Just search your heart and see if you are a fruit-bearing person. You know, we never close our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to ask Jesus into your heart and into your life. If you have never trusted him as your personal savior, today can be that special day for you. You must acknowledge that you are a sinner. Believe that he died on the cross for you and confess him with your mouth. And the Bible says that you will be saved. And if you have drifted away from Jesus, you can come back to him. His arms are wide open. He said, come on to me, all ye who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come before it is too late. Praise God. Father, we thank you and we praise your name for your words tonight. We pray that you will speak to the hearts of those who do not know you as Savior and Lord of their lives. Bring them to a saving knowledge of Christ, for whom to know is life eternal. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And if you were blessed by tonight's word, we encourage you to reach out to us and let us know. We can be reached at newdeafopatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdeafopatlanta at gmail.com. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy you must carry on. Bye now. And God bless you and God keep you is our prayer for you.